Welcome to episode six of the Sunday Conversation podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how was your week, pal? Been a week. Been a week. Um, you know, Aaron, here we are again, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to be here. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's crazy that this is you know episode six. We've been doing this for a month and a half already. But um, Benny, I just you know, this week, I think we wanted to go a little bit of a different direction. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the concept of the one, so to speak. Dude, I can't fucking tell you how many guys, like good friends of mine that I've met and I've been friends with for a long time, and they have told me four, five times that oh, this is the one, like, oh, I really like her, like, she's the one. And then, like, within however long, like, they're no longer even dating. It's just like, Jesus, guys, you know? It's like, shut up. Just fucking don't, like, it's one thing if if you're like, yeah, man, like, she's the one, and, and you haven't had, like, seven prior girlfriends, you know, and, like, you know, you're constantly bouncing around, but, but it's like people fucking like ask my mom about when I was a little kid, every fucking 10 minutes, I would go and change into whatever sport I was playing. She, it drove her her nuts. Like there was the laundry that, that would have to be done because I was playing baseball in the front yard and I'd run and put on my, you know, baseball pants and, and everything and go slide into second base which was like a rock really and and dirty those up and now um we're playing street hockey like like oh let's put you know it's like 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 a kid's mind is is like a perfect depiction of like of like life forever so to think that like you're just gonna be focused on one thing forever is like it's insane to me it's like yeah, I don't know. I have this, like, I, I go back and forth with this a lot um, because I don't know. I don't know if this is like a me thing, but like, you know, I've been on fucking a million first dates and I can usually tell within 20 minutes if I'm going to see somebody again. And then like, you know, I'll usually give someone two, three cracks, maybe four. And then it's like, you know, it's kind of shit or get off the pot time. And I'm just like, I, so far it's always been like, I can see the future with this person and I can tell the future is not with this person. Um, so like, I mean, I try and be like a decent dude and like cut them loose, like in a respectable way by being straightforward and not being like, Hey, uh, yeah, listen, I just, you know, I don't really care that much about you. I'm going to ghost you. Like, no, like I'll be straightforward, which maybe, you know, gets mixed reactions. Some people don't like it. Some people respect it, but, um, I just, I, I don't know, man, I don't have the energy to date people for six months at a clip and, you know, break up. And then two weeks later, jump into another thing for six months. And it's just not, uh, I think that's a waste of energy, a waste of time. Um, I'd rather be focused on what I'm doing. And if I find somebody who kind of slips into that and has enough of their own shit going on and enough of their own goals they're chasing, um, then I think like that's, that's the ideal situation. You got to have people that have enough of their own shit going on. 
you can't have somebody that's just like for me personally just like so completely involved in like a relationship and being with you you know yeah like yeah totally like i guess what my question to you would be it's like if you're dating someone uh for like six months at a clip and it, it's like repetitive and, and you've been doing that for forever like what what are you looking for like what are you right. searching for and is that and, like a situation where like you're just trial and error like you're, you're you're you know trying out a bunch of different it's like going to the the store and trying on a bunch of t-shirts you know like you're like yeah you're but just, the person that the person that tries on a bunch of t-shirts is probably going to be buying t-shirts forever so um a guy who buys t-shirts you know is going to be a t-shirt wearer um but i i guess my point in that is like you know is it like is it you're trying out like different personalities to see which one meshes with yours or are you just unsure of what you're looking for and that's why you're just trying out a bunch of different personalities or are you the type of person that dates like the same type of girl over and over and over again you know yeah uh well the other thing it's like i was i was listening to another podcast and they're talking about like the i guess what would you call like the cultural norms now like sure. back back in like the way way like old days like we're talking like the 15s and 16s hundreds i from what i've heard it it was like a free-for-all like sex was just like it was a, it was literally yeah dude i mean guys that were like 21 years old would fucking be dating 15 getting married to 15 year olds like at that in those times it was like youth was beauty and you wanted a girl that was young that wasn't you know spoiled that was still a virgin and all this shit and like but that was like cultural norms back then and it's obviously shifted to what we have today but even when you go back to like the 40s and 50s like guys would marry girls that were like 18 years old. Like that was like, what would happen? You turn 18, 19 years old and you would hopefully be married by then. Well, but yeah. But so what I was saying though, it's like, so if, if, if this like now this new cultural norm is like, you know, you get married to one person and you stay with that one person for, for the entirety of your life when like, exactly what I'm saying is like the old norms and like what, you know, uh, just, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know how to like, um, word it meaning like, so now if it's ingrained into our psyches of just being like sexual human beings, which we are, it's like, you can't, you can't like say that we aren't like we have sex and we reproduce like, that's like what we're supposed to do. So then to like take that away and say no you're not allowed to it's it's you know you can only do it with one person you and there's like all these rules to it whereas like it was ingrained in us to just run around rampant like you know and i'm not just saying like men you know it's like women you know for women too um yeah i think i think there's you know well there's an evolutionary aspect to all this, right? Like, you know, I think humans like to think of themselves as these higher beings with, you know, moral compass and, and living in society and having created and, and improved upon technology and all this shit. But I think like, you know, at the end of the day, 
we are animals and animals have evolutionary needs and sex is one of them for humans. It's, it's, but, but for the longest time we had these like societal constructs that like you had to live within. And, and one of them was finding one person and staying with that person forever. When in reality, like that's against human nature. It's against right. nature period. Like you think when like, you know, Squanto is running through the forest and, <laughs> wheels up on like this absolute smoke bomb of Sacagawea or Pocahontas like literally so that's what I mean so like two miles up the trail there's Pocahontas looking like an absolute dime piece hanging out by this little creek and and you know they get after it and it's like you know Pocahontas wasn't on her phone like oh my god my boyfriend you know has my location right now like he knows what I'm doing yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like Squanto's like, you know, Pocahontas, you're, you're unbelievable, but I, you know, I must continue to, you know, hunt. And then he's running down the trail and then boom, there's Sacagawea. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Do you think he maybe got with Sacagawea too? I think Squanto was a dog for sure. Squanto was a dog. Um, no, but I think, I think like, my my personal belief or feelings on it is that like you know we as humans for the longest time because we've constructed this like idea that you're supposed to be with one person for forever like find that one person that we like and then we get married to them and we decide okay we're going to spend the rest of our lives with them but at most of the time or at least some of the time you haven't actually like lived enough to be comfortable being with one person for the rest of your life. You know, like if you're 25 years old, you get married and like, you know, it's all yeah, well and good. Be, you're going to be doing a lot of thinking, my friend. A well, that's the thing, you of, know, out of what ifs you're getting married at 25 years old. Okay. So you're married for 15 years. You're 40, 40 not even that old anymore. I'm saying that to appease my own, you know, concern about being 31 in a couple months and getting close to 40, but you know, so 15 years you're married, you're 40 years old, and you're thinking, well, I never really, you know, I'd always wanted to do that, and I never did it. And, you know, I always, you know, I wonder what happened to this person. And, you know, we had a good thing going. Um, exactly. Like, that doubt is going to creep into your mind. And, and you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a doubt leads to desire. Desire uh, or doubt leads to temptation. Temptation leads to desire. And desire leads to who knows what. It depends on you know what kind of person you are, whether you're mentally strong enough to overcome that temptation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think our generation is kind of shifting the paradigm in the sense that like people are getting married and having kids a little bit older in our generation, which I think is a good thing. I think like the key to having a successful relationship, if you are going to be with one person, is to accomplish all the things you want to accomplish first, um, or that you want to accomplish on your own, and then accomplish more with somebody um but i don't know i still think it's a, a scary concept i mean we gotta we just gotta look at it the way it is i mean the american family in the you know the early the early days was built around farming you know you yeah. had a lot of kids yeah. you had a lot of kids to help work on the farm and then you know as we as we move farther you know you got into the industrial revolution you got the factories it's like now you got everyone's gone working at the factories. It's like maybe the, the families are smaller or, or you know, I, I don't really know the, the real stats of, of, you know, how the American family has worked. But I know that my 
great grandfather had more kids than my grandfather and you know it's like so i mean i I mean just look at like you know all it takes to really kind of i mean i don't know about your family and you you can talk about it in a second but like i look at my family right my parents are divorced both of their parents are divorced my dad's parents have been have been uh you know married and divorced um multiple times um my dad's sister married and divorced um you know like this you just look back through my family tree anyways and everybody's gotten divorced at some point and you know like i get it i get it 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 happens you know you 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 married to somebody for 20 years and then you know you realize you want something else in your life that's human nature um but it just seems like such a weird weird thing to be like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with some this person and 20 years later, you're like, I don't want to be with this person anymore. You know, it's just, it's, it's a weird concept. Um, all, all I was going to say was that just like at, at this point you, you start to wonder, it's like, if, if you come from a family and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that my life is perfect whatsoever. I mean, my, my parents have, have spent time separated and, you know, probably helped them. Um, but all I was going to say, it's like, if you come from a divorce family like a lot of times you just you view it as an okay thing so it's like whatever sure. oh if i get married i can get divorced yep. where in reality it's like go- going back to what we're just talking about it's like who who you know like there's people in in utah with with nine wives and right. it's like and then you got you know the standard you know quote unquote you know american family and Right. it's just like what they're both in america what's what's standard what's right what's wrong it's like you're just throwing right. so much you're throwing so much shit you know it's like i don't know it just it it really it, it makes it like impossible to to even like comprehend it and i'm sure that i'm sure ask anyone who's married like we're not married yeah. ask anybody we know who's married and they're probably like they'll probably you know whatever give you a whole different thought process and yeah, i'm sure point, there's a whole different point of view yeah. i'm sure there's probably two percent of married couples out there that are that are just absolutely perfect for each other but you know i'm willing to bet that there is far more unhappy people than there are well and i mean not even unhappy but like you know in talking to married people and, you know, I've had heart to heart conversations with both of my parents about it, you know, over the years, as you get older and, and, you know, you kind of start to question uh, things a little bit more and not even in a negative way, but you know, it is work. It is, you know, you do have to work towards it. You know, you're spending all your life with somebody, the odds of it being just completely perfect all the time. I mean, the law of averages, like it's just, it's not going to be perfect all the time. It never is going to be. Um, but I actually, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on something else because I think this is also adding um, stress to the modern day relationship. And that's the advent of online dating in its current form. You mean online shopping? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, and, and by that, I mean, you know, you think back to when we were, say, whatever, in high school, um, you know, if you yeah, were. You, you'd find out who, oh, she's a pretty girl or whatever. You find out a. Uh a girl that you're interested in and maybe you find out her name and maybe you get somehow like her phone number from her friend. And like, you just, 
nowadays you you'd think that's the most bizarre crazy outlandish thing in the world like you texted a girl's real phone number and you've never met her you know and yeah or like you'd get her screen name for aim and you'd be talking to her on aim um yeah it was totally it was totally but but the point being is that like you'd be interested in one person and for the most you know for the most part for at least for me anyways you know, that would be the one person you're talking to until either whatever you dated or it didn't work out. And then you'd move on to the next one and you'd go to, you know, a uh, snowball and you'd find a different girl and you know, it, it would go on and it would go on. However, it go on nowadays you can match with somebody on whatever hinge, bumble, whatever, be talking to them. But at the same time, you're still swiping. You're still looking at other girls. You're still moving on. So in reality, from the get go, your mind is already thinking about other options while you're talking to this person who may be a perfect fit for you, but your brain and these apps have caused you to now think about it in a different light. And I might be talking to the girl who may be the most perfect girl in the world for me. But when I log on to Bumble, the first thing I see is more girls before I can go to the messages. So I go to the message, I answer, I go back and it's like, Oh, look at this girl. Oh, she goes here. Okay. You know, swipe right. And then now you're not actually giving your energy to one person, which is obviously means it's never going to work out. You've already, you've already constructed this idea that there's other options out there. It's over, Aaron. It's over. Like, that's all I can say. It's the, the, the internet ruined it. It's, it's over. Like, so meaning I don't care if you're, if you're happily married, that guy is laying in his bed and even if he doesn't want to, he's, he's on his phone or whatever and scrolling around. And next thing you know, it's like there is a, an attractive um, woman being marketed to him some way. You know, whether it's like nah. anything, Instagram, um, you name it, you know, ESPN.com. It's like, you know, anywhere you go, it's like y- you can be drawn off. And it's like, okay, here, here you got your wife laying in your California King, she's rolled over to the other side on her phone, looking at a bunch of hard bodies. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? It's, it's, um, and I'm not saying that's how it is. I just, I feel like that's probably how it is. Um, it's just like level. You have the the couple kids, you know, it's like, you're you're drained from the day you're working you're in debt you got a mortgage it's just like everything is everything is built against you like everything is like nothing is in your favor like there's no way to get ahead anymore in terms of like that i guess um and i think it's kind of it's like it's an unfair it's an unfair conviction on your significant other because it's not their fault, right? Like you join into this partnership and just the normal, like everyday stressors of life happen, right? Maybe work isn't going too well. Maybe, you know, the kids are fighting. Maybe, you know, little Joey got kicked out of class. Uh, You know, maybe you guys have debt. Maybe, you know, there's, uh, you, you know, the radiator went in your house. Like there's all these things that could go wrong that then become sources of resentment towards your significant other, even though it's not your significant other's fault. It's not your significant other's fault that little Joey punched his teacher in the face. Like, but your stress level gets aimed at the one person that's there and that's your significant other. And then 
whether that turns into a fight, whether it turns into something you bottle up. And then, you know, when you're scrolling through Instagram, you know, late at night and you see some girl and you, they're like sliding her DMs or whatever, like, it's just unfair. Like, it's just this unfair, like this construct of life and society that we live within is just a natural cause of resentment towards the closest person to you. And unfortunately for married couples and long-term couples that have lived together, that's your significant other you know yeah and now look at oh hey life sucks life's not good well <laughs> welcome welcome to the covid era <laughs> yeah right well now you guys can't leave each other and uh yeah let's see how you fare and um here i am just happy to be happy um, yeah i i can't imagine what it's like you know i mean hopefully it's great hopefully for you know some of these people it's it's you know, maybe help their relationship. I, I truly, you know, I know we've, we've come off a little bit pessimistic in all this, but at the end of the day, we are both optimists or realists, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Um, and like, I don't want to see anybody break up or get divorced or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, the way that we've constructed society, it's the odds are stacked against you right from the get go. But to go back to what you're talking about with, um, you know, like being quarantined together, you know, like the beauty of a relationship is like the time apart is like, you know, going to work and, you know, missing each other a little bit so that when you come home at night, you know, it's, it feels good to be around that person. Like, I don't know if being, you know, in the same room as somebody for 24 hours a day for weeks on end is like, is the best recipe for, for a relationship. I mean, I think about roommates, man. Like I've had you know, a handful of different roommates from all different walks of life. And a lot of them I liked, and then you live together and then you realize you don't like them as much and you go your separate ways. You know, the first, first guy I ever lived with, you know, we, we lived, moved in together in 2010. Here we are, it's 2020. I haven't seen him in, I don't even know how long. And we were very close friends before we lived together. And then, you know, we went our separate ways after we moved out and I've seen him maybe five times in the last 10 years. You know, it's just, it's this weird thing with relationships when you're forced to be spending so much time together in close quarters. Yeah. The only, the only like roommate that I ever had that like, I'd probably, probably my sisters, like, you know, they weren't bad. I'd, I'd live with them again. (laughs) Besides that. And that's only because, you know, you can't leave. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now, now now you just can't leave. But, um, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I can't imagine what it is like to be stuck with, you know, imagine like, imagine people who like had just moved in together, you know, say somebody had been dating for like, or a couple had been dating for like eight months and they had just decided to move in together like the beginning of March. And then two weeks later you're quarantined and it's like, okay, well, we're putting your relationship to the test right away. Yeah. One of my, one of my buddies, I won't, I won't mention the name obviously, but he was (laughs) literally, met this girl like a couple days before the coronavirus and now they've been quarantining. Jeez, It blows my mind, man. It it truly does. Just like it it blows my mind. Um, And, you know, on the flip side, maybe it's all, it's, it's all well and great, but it's just like, there's just, uh, yeah. Going back to just like the time apart. It's like, I mean, that was, I mean, you and I have both been in relationships, so it's not like we're just like talking from from zero experience. 
Right. So, um, the only, the only thing I can really talk about is, you know, what I feel in my heart and, um, in my heart, I feel a lot more free and comfortable just, you know, knowing that it's like every decision that you make could be like looked at like, Oh, am I making the right decision? you know, to like make someone else happy. And I understand that when that time comes or whatever, and I, and like someone like truly like makes me feel like I, I want to give everything up sort of like, does that, is that the right way to say that? Like, like, I no, guess like, because I don't, I don't think that's like truly what it is. Everything up you're, you're changing, but like, ideally the right, right person I mean. for you, you would just, you'd be able to continue on as who you are making maybe some slight changes, but you know, ideally that's what you'd like. And ideally, yeah. And you, ideally you'd like maybe that person to be encouraging you or, and then like vice versa, like you, right. you encourage them and it's like, you know, doing, doing stuff outside together, like experience in the world, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, having I think, conversations. I think that's another thing that probably doesn't happen anymore in, in, you know, it's like a lot of, a uh, lot of phone time and a lot of, you know, Netflix yeah. is, is a great recipe for not having to talk, you know, until you get yeah. a little bit horny and then you want to just, you know, do it up. And then it's like, yeah, whatever. But then you're never like truly like maybe learning more about that person or like yeah. the way they feel about certain things. Um, I mean, it's all, it, it, I mean, shit, they're, they're, they've been talking about, relationships for hundreds and hundreds of years you know it's obviously uh it's a it's a weird subject like the human psyche is a very weird thing and to think that like you know the most highly advanced technical thing on the entire planet you know our brains which we're only using 10 percent of you know there's a lot of thoughts and things going on it's like all right now let's just make you be with one person and say this is how it's got to be it's like geez louise it's uh it's pretty interesting that like you said you know the human the human brain and the way it processes information and the way it learns and is able to work through problems is you know a crazy 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 statistical anomaly you know that we even came to exist in the first place but not only that that our brains have uh progressed to the point where we can handle complex problems, whether they be like educational um, or even just everyday life. But at the end of the day, we're emotional beings and the heart wants what the heart wants. And so people will completely throw away logic and reasoning and you know what would make the most sense for them to just follow their heart, which there's something like poetic about, you know, there's, and there's, there's not, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, um, but it is like this very interesting dilemma where, you know, we as humans have the mental capacity and processing power of a computer in our heads. And yet at the end of the day, we'll completely throw that away just to follow our hearts. I mean, it's, it's poetic, it's beautiful, but at the same time, it leads to tragedy and chaos, you know? Totally. And then you look at like, you know, look at our, 
I guess look at our technically who are who's supposed to be our role models, you know, like like our societal role models, like these like you know professional athletes, um, yep. you know actors, actresses, <clears throat> like oh yeah, look up to these people, like this is who you want to strive to be like. It's like yeah, you want to you want to strive to be like the guy who's got you know a beautiful wife and four kids at home, and then he's just on the road, just you know doing some some girl. It's like. And it's like known. It's like known throughout the, the professional sports circles that like pros go on the road and they, you know, I'm sure the WNBA maybe hooks up with guys or whatever, but it's like guys in the NBA are, are like, you know, hooking up with, you know, women whom they probably find on social media. And meanwhile, little Johnny's at home with a fever and, you know, his wife is is wiping his his nose with a Louis Vuitton scarf and she doesn't really care because that's how it goes and it's like oh i don't care what he does when he's on the road because it's oh it's just how it is well it's like, what do you mean it's how it is it's like you're yeah. telling everyone you know everyone that's not you to you know be these good people but like you know as soon as you reach this like threshold in american society it's like all values just go out the window like it's like oh he yep. he's got he's got the uh the minimum 50 million or whatever now like oh he can he can do whatever he wants like um yep yep there's no doubt about that man i mean it is it's a scary scary concept i mean it's just you know we've talked about social media plenty but it goes back to social media and and not even the dating apps but now your connectivity Dude, instagram level. is a dating app instagram is the best dating app there is like sure. literally you're advertising your life and you can, you can spin it and filter it however the hell you want. You can make it look exactly the way you want. And let me tell you something. Go to anybody's Hinge profile. It's the six best pictures from their, their, their Instagram or, you know, whatever it may be. It's like, you know, it's not rocket science, folks. Like, I, well, it's funny because I don't like, since I, like, I enjoy taking pictures, I never fucking end up on the other side of the camera. So I think like on my like hinge profile, like I had the old, I have pictures that are like three years old because I just don't have that many like pictures of myself. I don't ever, I'm always the one on the other side of the camera taking the pictures. You know what I mean? Uh, I will say though, I've produced some pretty good hinge and bubble pictures for my friends. You know, if you ever, you ever need the hookup, you know, hit me up 50 bucks. We'll do an hour shoot. I'll get you at least bring a couple different outfits. I'll pick a couple different places. We'll get you, we'll get you a whole hinge and bubble profile set up in no time. But, um, and Hey, and remember it's, it's 2020. So the hinge and bumble, it's just to meet people. It has nothing to do with dating. Right. We're just, it's just to connect people. And I, and I think there's like something like, you know, we, we kind of bash on it a little bit, but there is something like cool about that in the sense that, you know, we as like, you know, millennials or whatever are busy, right? We're a busy generation. We always have a thousand things going on. Um, part of why like this quarantine time has been nice for me anyways. It's like, it's nice to not have a million, a million things going on, work events, social events, you know, working, working a second job, all that shit. It's nice to not have all that going on. Um, but there is something kind of cool about, you know, I didn't go out to the bar on Friday, so I didn't meet anybody. I didn't go out to the bar on Saturday, so I didn't meet anybody. Um, but you can go on one of these apps and talk to somebody that's interesting. And, you know, like being, being in New Haven and being around Yale, 
obviously there's a ton of Yaleys on these things. And like, it's, it's fucking wild to like talk to these people who are going to be the future leaders of America in like, in like a dating context. Um, but I think that's like the beauty of it. We've kind of transitioned away from like, you know, guys being able to go up to girls at a bar and just being like, Hey, I think you're pretty. Can I buy you a drink? Um, you know, that's become creepy now. And, you know, you're a weirdo if you do that. So we've created these apps that make it possible to start talking to somebody and not have very much risk. You swipe right on somebody, they don't like you, they swipe left, whatever. You don't ever think about it again, you know? Totally, man. Totally. And uh, it's almost like society forced us into these, like, into this state of mind where, um, you, you know, you're nervous to go up to someone at a bar. Um, and it's like, well, okay. So we forced them into this corner and now we'll create something for them. You know what I mean? To yeah. access them. Whereas, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, pre, pre this. And it was like, you know, you saw a pretty girl, you know, your, your buddy's like, gives you a pat on the ass says, you know, go, go, go say something to her or whatever. And, yep. and you go and, you're, you're probably beat red and you're like, you know, she laughs and thinks it's great because that's really all that you needed to do. And uh, you had it built up in your mind that, you know, that you're going to be made out to be this fool or whatever. And it's like deep down, you know, she was, you know, looking for you to do that the whole entire time. And it's right. just like, um, you know, even, you know, even nowadays, it's like you, same thing. It's like guys are just, you know, me personally, it's like, I don't care how much confidence you have. It's like, sometimes it's just, it's awkward to, to, you know, just go up to someone out of the blue, like, and just talk, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's, uh, it makes the person that can do that, you know, extra special. It's like, uh, I, I just, it, it, I just get like self-conscious that like when I walk up to somebody, not, and I don't, I'm not concerned about getting rejected. I work in sales. I get, I get told no 80% of the time. I'm used to getting said no to. It's not even that. It's just like the, I don't, my own image of myself, I don't want people to think like, or a girl to think that like, oh, what a creepy guy. He just came up to me like that and asked me to, or asked to buy me a drink. Like, it's my own self-perception that I'm worried about, which I guess is a narcissistic way of looking at it. But like, it's not that I don't have the confidence. It's just that I'm more concerned about what people are going to think about me after the fact. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's weird. And then like, you know, how about this for just a random, random story? It's like, you know, Shaq came into our, our, one of our downtown gas stations right. and, Shaq comes in and it's like, uh, yo, what's up Shaq? And he's like, yo, what's up? You know, and he, like you, you talk to him, you know, shoot the shit with him for a minute. And it's like, uh, same week, Brandy Love, who's like a <laughs> huge time porn star comes into the store and I was checking her out. And like, I was like completely like checking her out on the register. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yes. I was, I was, what is the proper term? For ringing, that? ringing her out. I was ringing her out. Oh, that, that sounds even worse. Yeah, but at um, least I think people know what you mean. By so that. I was, I, they probably under, yeah, whatever. So I was, I was ringing her whatever, out. You guys get it. And uh, I was like, I, I was like nervous to even say a word to her. So yeah. like, here's a, here's a person who literally is like publicly has sex. Like, do you think she's nervous about like saying hello? 
like you know what i mean but like right. you know, like but be, i think you know it comes down to like the opposite sex you know it's like Shaq, you know one of the most predominant public figures in the world like i sure. know i wasn't scared to say hello to him but like you know another predominant public figure that's a woman like i was like nervous to say anything to so um yeah it's it's weird well it's like when we were out on nantucket last summer and we ran into uh, uh linda holiday bill belichick's girlfriend and it was funny because we were you know we were at uh cisco brewers uh shout out cisco and um she had her dog with her and you know, we were talking to her, you know, petting the dog or whatever. And it wasn't until I put two and two together as to who she was that I actually got nervous to talk to her. Normally, I wouldn't care at all. You know, we're just having a conversation, asking about her dog. Oh, you know, beautiful dog, blah, 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 blah. Then she says the dog's name and my brain clicks and I'm like, wait a second. I know this dog. I know you. And I asked her, you know, are you Linda Holiday? And she said, yeah. And, you know, I make a joke about Bill Belichick as a big Patriots fan. But then, like, it gets a little bit weird because it's like, well, now I know who you are. Like, now this is a little bit weird. So I totally get it. Meanwhile, two summers ago, I run into Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty, at the airport when I'm on my way to Italy. And I talk to him in line for 25 minutes. Like, no, no problems whatsoever. Just, you know, walk up. Hey, Paul, how's it going? You know, where are you headed? We have a conversation for 25 minutes as we're going through security. We go our separate ways. Not nervous. No self-consciousness at all. Linda Holiday, Bill Belichick's girlfriend, I'm like, oh, shit, don't say anything stupid, dude. Don't say – it might – the Patriots might lose a game if you say something stupid. Don't be an idiot. So, like, I guess you're right. It's like the whole, like, opposite and sex. And Aaron talks to Linda Holiday, and they lose everything, and they're starting – And now Tom Brady's gone. So, <laughs> honestly, could probably blame me. You know, he did say before last season he knew he was probably going to be leaving. So, I might have had something to do with it. But – um yeah, I don't know. It's just like this weird, this weird thing. Now, my favorite trick, though, because I think being able to talk or speak intelligently about a lot of different subjects is extremely important. But one of the reasons as it applies to like the dating game, um, one of my favorite things is to be close enough to a group of people where I can sort of eavesdrop on their conversation, hear what they're talking about, and find a place to insert myself into the conversation, you know, as some nugget of wisdom or whatever, that works a million times better than just walking up and being like, Hey, I want to buy you a drink. It, it shows you as a person who just is so, trying to so join a conversation. Like, so it's like, stand really close to the group. Stare like at them. Creep. Don't what blink. The hey guys, if this guy offers you a drink, just accept it. Cause he's going to murder <laughs> us. <laughs> if we don't. Typically, I like um, to like have my back to the group, no, but yeah, that, sometimes but I the, stare. As stupid as this, as stupid as it sounds, it's like that's why sometimes, like you know, the best way. It's like you know, you live in a city. I, you know, I live in a city. It's like if like something happens, like oh yeah, you're going like a work event or like you know, and it's yep. like you know, you're you're out, you're amongst a, a lot of people. It's like that's why, like in I feel like in a in a city, it's much much easier to you know like kind of like date sort of because sure. you can just be like introduced you know like like a, if, if you're it's like two friend groups it's like okay this you already this person knows someone in this group so it's like okay yep. they must not be a complete psychopath right and it's like um you know 
whatever and then you can like you know move forward and like but like if, if you're just like on your own in like a, a small town you know it's like first of all it's like your pool is you know gets smaller and then it's like right. w- you know so it's all it's just like very interesting meaning like that you know bringing back to the to the dating apps it's like so now you're in a small town and it's like you don't like going out and so it's like you're not gonna go down to the local watering hole to begin with and then it's like you can't you know you're never gonna meet anybody if you if you don't go out and it's like now it's right. like just you know the internet just brings it brings it it's like amazon prime it's like uh and I, odds are you go out to your local watering hole in a small town you already know everybody there anyways you know it's 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 very difficult in that situation like meet new people where you're right like being in a city you know i i bartend um you know one or two nights a week during normalcy so like you know i meet a ton of people as it is not you know both sexes not just not just women um but you know going out to you know i like to go to bar to watch the patriots games on sunday inevitably i'll always end up talking to some stranger i don't know like you know there's ways to meet people that is not dating apps but if you're an introverted person who doesn't like to go out you know now you have this access that you never had before i mean you're totally right but uh, you know so i guess to, to kind of bring this whole thing home um you know dating apps for for all the negative they cause they, there is some positivity that comes out of them too i don't know i guess i guess the key is focus on yourself focus on what you're doing and and hopefully that you'll attract the right person you know however you end up finding them you know i i totally agree i think if if you truly you know if you're doing something that you feel passionate about like inside your heart chances are you'll probably find someone similar you know what i mean it's like if you're passionate about rock climbing chances are you'll probably find you know a soulmate for yourself like somewhere where you'd rock climb rather than somewhere where you'd like ice skate you know um so but and i think that's like the internet it's like it kind of it takes this giant group and just hey all all i gotta do is plug in my interests into this this little thing on my phone and then boom it's gonna like you know set me up with with like-minded people or or you know whatever it may be um maybe you go to a you know a a farmer's a farmer's uh what is farmers only farmers only and get yourself you know farmer it's like um (laughs) so yeah it's it's awesome dude um Um, and just and one one last thing uh because i think what you said is or what you just said is important in finding like a passion uh you know, a commonality and a passion. I think the opposite of that is true as well, where you need to also have enough things uh, you do like on your own, enough things that you're passionate about that, you know, will allow you the time by yourself to have a hot, like, you know, for me, it's fishing, you know, like if I had a girlfriend who wanted to go fishing every once in a while, that'd be fine. But I also want to have the ability to go fishing by myself and, you know, be in a space where I can clear my, my thoughts and clear my head and, and focus on something simple for a little while. So I think that's important too, but um, it's been a good talk, man. I mean, this has uh, been truly just a Sunday conversation. So um, until next week, Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Loyalty Liquors. Uh, you can catch them on Instagram. Instagram, Ben. What's the Instagram handle? Instagram is at loyalty underscore liquors one two one, and 
the website is loyaltyliquors121.com. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Odds are if you're listening, that's where you already found us. But rate, review, subscribe. Got it this time. Let's go. Uh, on iTunes helps us out. Uh, but thanks for listening. Ben, great talk, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Love you, bro.